How do you sort out the so-called jargon from real-world practices that work? Do the members of your organization find some business or technology advice utterly confusing? Welcome to Real Talk with Sam Holzman. In this program, we set the record straight and in terms that business people and technology people can understand. Now, here is your host, Sam Holzman. Welcome to this edition of Real Talk. I'm Sam Holzman. The topic today may be new to some of you or some of you have heard this phrase before. And that phrase is first mover advantage. And I want to bring this to our audience when it comes to the concepts of artificial intelligence and how that all meshes together uh, with the technologies out there that we've been uh, talking about. And in summary, from the research I've done and the work we've been privileged to do with our clients, um, there's not a clear yes or no. And I'll explain what first mover advantage is in, in just a moment. It really depends on the circumstances, the industry, and a little two-by-two that I want to bring to your attention, two-by-two matrix that'll allow you to take a look uh, specifically at artificial intelligence and see where you and your industry and your activities are uh, to best sort of like position where you should be in this. And there's a lot of studies that have been uh, done on this particular thing. And if you look at people that have been convinced that the first one out of the gate, so to speak, is best. You can look at some cautionary lessons <laughs> that have occurred in, with dot-coms and all these other things and uh, uh, cyber uh, uh, situations and uh, uh, cyber currency and all these other things. Some things work and some things don't. There is no absolute uh, situation you know, coming out of the gate uh, that's there. I don't know if any of you remember uh, David Letterman, uh, his television show, uh, he always uh, came up against, uh, you know, some of the other TV shows uh, that was there. And uh, he, he always said, hey, I'm number two. <laughs> and he was proud of that. And uh, it was kind of funny because what he was saying is there's nothing wrong with being number two uh, that's there. And if some of you have looked at uh, things like uh, McDonald's, uh, the hamburger chain and, and Burger King, uh, there's a lot of theories that uh, Burger King waits for McDonald's to open up a certain location and has spent the uh, uh, monies figuring out what the best demographics and location are, and then they locate down the street. Now, a lot of this is confidential, so a lot of this is based on information that we've gleaned. But you, you know what the concept is. Is it always right to be number one? Well, possibly not. Just back in a moment. Do you feel lost when you leave an enterprise or business architecture certification class? Are you overwhelmed by the 900-page manuals of techniques, models, and approaches that do not provide you with a clear path? Do you find that your class was actually designed to help you pass an exam rather than actually developing architecture? If you answered yes to one or more of these questions, then you might be a long-time sufferer of certification examitis, and you're not alone. In our over 40 years of experience, the Enterprise Architecture Center of Excellence, or EACOE, and the Business Architecture Center of Excellence, or BACOE, have found that over 75,000 people answer yes to these questions. But with proper architecture producing certification and training, combined with a proven methodology and framework, we can help you do better. 
take your skills to the next level, and together we can work to improve the effectiveness of your organization, ensuring your goals are actually met through a partnership with or training from the EACOE or the BACOE. To find out how, visit EACOE.org or BACOE.org for more information. Welcome back. And yes, we can use business architecture, especially in this area, to figure this out. So let me give you a visual. Sometimes I know it's hard in a podcast to do that. Picture a two-dimensional matrix. On one axis, you have the pace of market uh, evolution. In other words, how much the market is evolving. And on the other axis, you have the axis of the pace of the technology and how it's evolving. So picture a two-dimensional matrix on one axis, your specific market that you're into or specific area of competencies or competitiveness. On the other axis, the pace of technology. And you can now look at it and put on the top axis, the market, just two simple statements in one fast and the other slow and on the same axis the same two phrases fast and slow so you have market evolution fast slow technological evolution fast and slow and each one of these you can position as you feel your particular area your particular organization your particular set of activities are So, for example, let me give you an example of a fast, fast. What you have there, for example, PCs or cell phones. You had that extremely quick market penetration and evolution change. And you had a very fast technology change. And some vendors were able to keep up, some weren't. Let's contrast contrast that, excuse me, with slow, slow, industries where the market evolution isn't as quick and the technology change isn't that quick. And you can sort of position yourself in that area. So if you write this down, just sort of put that four dimensions down and position or talk about AI in your area, not in general, but in your particular area, Is AI evolution in the technology fast in your area or slow in your area? And then you can also say, is AI evolution fast from a market perspective? In other words, is it making a difference quickly in your market if your products are, quote, AI enabled? Not AI cosmetic, but AI enabled? Or is it slow? So if you penetrate and look at AI through the eyes of this four grid area, you can position on whether or not your organization is best to be a first mover, in other words, fast, fast, or fast from a technology absorption, or you can work in one of the other grids. And that'll determine your market strategy and the speed in which you need to look at this particular area. Thanks for listening. If you'd like more information, please contact me. Until next time, stay healthy, stay well. Thank you for tuning in to Real Talk. Be sure to join your host, Sam Holzman, again for another edition of our program. We'll have more Real Topics of discussion then.